Hey, this is Jim Duncan with Nest Realty and RealPod VA. I'm here with Allison Rabel with The Daily Progress, and she's one of the finest reporters we have in Charlottesville. We had a great conversation talking about local growth, development, development politics, the value of local news, and all manner of things related to Charlottesville and the Charlottesville real estate market. So, Allison, how about you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, what do I do? Um, I'm Allison Rabel. (laughs) I'm a reporter for The Daily Progress. I cover Albemarle County government, um, which usually trickles into kind of anything in Albemarle County that is semi-related to the government, um, local government, or regional issues. Um, So for a while now, I've been covering things like um, the regional transit partnership meetings, the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission stuff, which is where the MPO is, which we don't need to get in all the acronyms, but more regional uh, meetings. Really? <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> um, I would say probably maybe like 65% of what I actually sit through is nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in the long term may matter, but doesn't actually matter at that time um, and or people don't know enough yet to be relevant in what they're saying. Um, So it's a lot of kind of fishing through different things um, to find what's actually important. I was, there's a street in Crozet on St. George Avenue that I was looking through pictures for some reason a few weeks ago and I'd ridden my bike by and I saw one of the the zoning notice signs. This is five, six years ago, zoning notice or whatever. And I wrote a story on Real Crozet about it and just said, hey, here's this thing. This might happen. Five years later, that brick ranch is gone, and there are like nine houses. You know, so it's the sort of thing that what you what you see today doesn't really impact tomorrow, but will impact like a thousand tomorrows. And it's something that I try to, through my world of you know real estate, try to help my clients understand what's going to happen, you know, and where you know where where that neighborhood or that region is going to go. But what excites you about what you do? I like that it does affect people's Mm -hmm. everyday life may not be tomorrow but in a few weeks months years um if there's not a lot of local government moves very slowly (laughs) so there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of massive surprises right um and even things that are surprises surprises because you know people don't pay attention for 10 years and then they see a building surprise (laughs) surprise uh this has been in the works for 15 years and you just may not have been paying attention, which is is, is okay. And sometimes, right. I mean, I don't always write about stuff that's way out in the future. Um, right. Like there are some developments I know that are happening right now that I'm like, I'm just going to wait for it to be in front of the planning commission before I write about it or wait for it to go to the community advisory committee before I write about it. Because at this point, it could change so much based on what, what either county staff tells them, what uh, the planning district tells them. And even, I mean, there are changes even made at the board of supervisors level. So sometimes when people see things like 500 new homes in this area, it doesn't always happen at 500. Right. And even, even if they do get a maximum 500, there are a few developments right now that are being built um, that aren't going to be their maximum. Can which, you name one or two? Um, oh gosh, I don't want to say them wrong. I think, um, Cascadia, Mm -hmm. um, it came up actually recently with, um, the planning commission looked at the county's capacity, like growth capacity study for the growth areas. And it was mentioned in there a couple of times. Um, and some other people have pointed out that things may not grow to their full capacity. I think 
technically old trail might be one of them that right. isn't going to be at its full capacity, a full approved capacity, whether or not people think that that land is able to hold that is maybe another capacity well, issue. But the, the fact that you mentioned the county actually analyzes growth capacity is kind of a surprise, at least to me, because it doesn't feel like they actually do. And that was kind of what a lot of the planning commissioner said that like we need to be using this report more in everything, not not just, oh, we get this every two years. Oh, we still have some room like it'll be fine. Um, let's move on. We right. need to be like actually using this in, in transportation planning, in in housing planning, in redevelopment planning um, and and looking at these specific areas because um, talk about an area that's going to have a lot of changes in the next probably three to five years is the North 29 area, mm-hmm. um, Holly Mead and a little further south and further north of Brook Hill opening. Um, and I mean, you drive past there now and there are no trees and there's almost like an entryway already done. Um, and then North Point, I know they're working on, I think the first part of that, not the commercial yep. stuff yet, but the housing. They're working on the residential um, there. And it, it's something yeah. that I try and tell my clients is making sure they know that that's happening. That. 1,500 units, 2,000 units in the next five years, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to change that whole dynamic of, of that area. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's funny, I'd, from a transportation perspective, when I started practicing 18 years ago, people would say, all right, I'm not going to go anywhere north of Green County Line. And a few years later, it was nowhere north of Injic. And it was 20, and it was Profit Road, Airport Road. And, and, and now it's like, you know, and then it was Rio, and now it's like, you know, the bypass. People don't want to go north of that because the growth, as the growth shifts and gets focused, that 20 minute, 25 minute threshold is still the same. So, is on Brook Hill, there's, are there going to be schools there too? They did proffer for an elementary school actually in the development. And then uh, I need to look up this, but I think technically the land across 29 right. um, is proffered for a middle school and/or high school. Um, but I don't think that's going to be happening in the near future. I think that would be like the next high school, I think middle school capacity wise, it's actually okay. And I say that, and I know you live in, <laughs> in the Crozet area and it's not okay out right. there, but like Walton, I am pretty sure is, has, has capacity space. Um, uh, and I, I'm not sure if Jack Dewitt does, but I know middle schools aren't a huge issue right now. Right. Obviously they, if elementary schools are becoming more of an issue, middle schools will be in the foreseeable future um but i think because they're doing the high school center stuff first mm-hmm. off um i don't think they're going to be utilizing that and i've also heard because i've asked about it a little bit um in some of the stuff that uh they it, the terrain isn't great to build on there um in that wooded area currently across right. on the other side of 29 so it it like will the, take the, the a, reservoir side of 29 yes it'll right. take a lot of um grading potentially and or like specific site planning on uh on that site to build schools or other uses for the potentially school division and i think i think it is specifically proffered for schools so one i mean what are you know one of the questions i I was prepping for earlier is what are two or three projects or things that people should be paying attention to that will impact them in the next three to five years oh gosh um i would say honestly well first off because it's that time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. The elections are coming up, right. and depending on who gets elected, could potentially change policies um, 
and or change what gets approved development wise and how it gets approved. Um, so I always encourage people to not only read what I'm writing um, and watch other news or read other news outlets, um, but also try to go to something where you can see the candidates, um, especially and, and ask your own questions. Right. Um, because I think seeing them interact with other people is always important too. Um, and I will say I've been surprised at how many smaller things, but like kind of rooted things in the community already that people agree on um, some of the candidates that are, are, are running not unopposed, um, are running against someone. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a little early for me. So. <laughs> but uh, um, how many things they actually do agree on is always right. a little surprising. Um, but even more so recently, just thinking at some of the things I've been at, I'm like, oh, okay, like, good for you guys. <laughs> I yep. think a lot of people in the community would also agree with you. So right. it's, it's there are things that – so if you do – I will say then too, if you do have one or two big issues that you – really care about i think people should also seek out hearing their candidates right opinions on that um so that'll that'll change um what so else? on the local stuff oh, it, yeah. as the national stuff has gone the way it's gone uh have you seen more people interested in in, in local local elections and local news and local politics i hmm i i Sometimes I think people get overwhelmed with the national stuff that they shut out the local stuff as well. Right. Um, especially like political stuff. Not mm-hmm. no, not so much like local news in general, but um, they don't necessarily. And I think this community is a little different than the broader area. But um, I think some people just get overwhelmed with all the national stuff and, oh, impeachment. And I'm like, oh, well, you know – this thing's coming up. School capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, roads. I don't. Yeah, roads or or nothing was too interesting last night at the board of supervisors meeting. But um, I'm like, oh well, this is coming up too. And and how do and you track this, this development? Because you go to like <laughs> nine meetings a night. Oh gosh, you know, it, yeah. At least it feels feel, like it. Yeah, it does your, feel that the, way. <laughs> the stuff that you write and then through your Twitter stream and, and all that. How do you track and stay stay aware of what's happening? Well, I have a um, planner that I hand write in <laughs> every day, um, and it is young to be organized by hour. Um, and I write all the meetings in it um, every month, and I check them every Monday and make sure that I didn't miss anything. And I check um, the county website, uh, the TJPDC website, what TJPDC, the okay. Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission, because they cover a lot of the regional stuff um which is like the mpo the metropolitan metropolitan planning organization but they do a lot of road stuff We're metropo- metropolis that's, yeah that's i don't funny. know i was like is that what it is as i <laughs> think about it and saying it out loud um uh but they do a lot of transportation stuff and transportation planning and that's that's the kind of thing where it's not always important to be at those meetings but knowing when they're happening and just checking the agendas mm-hmm. um is what i always try to do with all this stuff um then we have which isn't a huge issue now, but um, may become an issue sooner rather than later when they do start building a water pipeline, not a natural gas pipeline, but a water pipeline. Um, from where to where? From the uh, South Fork Rivanna Reservoir to Ragged Mountain Reservoir. And it's been, I've written about it a little, not super recently, because um, they're just trying to get the easements for it right now. But um, it was mildly controversial a couple years ago because it's, Water usage in this community is actually going down slash leveling off because there are so many 
low flow toilets mm-hmm. and like other changes that people have made um, that have helped it stabilize. And people are a little more conscious, I think, sometimes. Well, I remember on the, when we had the drought, I guess my daughter who's 25, I guess she was like nine or 10. So a long, long time ago. And you know, I remember then we, we all conserved we, and our water uses dropped. And then I remember it was, yeah, great that you're not using as much water, but we are making less revenue because we need you to use water to make, and it was that counterintuitive uh, solution, if you will. That's why the city has gone to, so the city I think used to charge a flat fee on top of your usage fee, and then they have gone to a, a meter-sized fee. So you you pay, so the I think UVA technically has the largest meter size, um, and they, they pay do. the most now in the city. Because actually UVA... UVA is a whole nother animal, but they technically are the the grounds are in the county, the hospitals in the city. But even I think parts of grounds use city water. I mean, it's all actually the same water, right. but pay their utilities through the city instead of the Albemarle County Service Authority, um, which is even I think because I think it's all hooked into one. They have okay. like one or two big meters, um, and I think they actually did close off one recently. Um, but because it's all fed into or fed through um, one or two big meters, I think it's more tied to the hospital than it is grounds. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, so that's how the city has done that. And I think the service authority has had that fee structure for a while now. I mean, at least as long as I've been here, not which isn't that long. So but, how long have you been here? Um, it'll be, or it's over four years now. Um, four years on August 10th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so actually taking on that, I mean, it, one of the questions that, that a friend of ours, Bart, uh, asked me to ask is, you know, how do you, how did you get up to speed as rapidly as it seems that you have? And with the, the turnover in local newsrooms, how do these kids come on and rapidly get, you know, get competent? Because what you write about requires so much background and knowledge and nuance. Like how does that how does that transition happen? Um, I would say some of it came from me. So when I got here initially, I was covering business, which is a little tricky in this community and a little tricky. I mean, overall in a smaller community because business people don't have to talk to you. <laughs> um, so people don't have to return your calls at all. Right. Don't, don't have to return your emails. Um, so you're you're kind of floundering around out there. Um, and I think that was a lot harder to get into than local government was only because um, there's there are like obviously like the chamber, for example, and there, there are groups you can go to that can help you either find people or just like a way to meet business people. Um, but it's still a lot more difficult to form those relationships because you're not going to the same things these people are going to all the time or whatever, like with county staff um, and county staff have to talk to me. Uh, so uh, they have to respond within five business days. Um, so Whoa, what really? <laughs> um, I mean, technically any like question can be construed as a freedom of oh, information yeah. act. Yeah. Request and huh. they have to respond. And I will say I have never really had a problem with getting them getting right. back to me. I mean, sometimes, obviously, things get lost. And if it's really important, I'll bother you again. Um, it's not malicious. It's just they're overworked. Yes. Um, but going back to um, how I got up to speed so quickly, um, I, I don't necessarily feel like it was that quickly, which is it's nice to hear that people think it was quick. Um, but uh, so I, car- I started covering the county government in around early 2017. Um, 
And I think just I could, I could probably honestly go to go to fewer meetings now and still get some of the same things I've gotten in the past. Um, but I, I know a lot of like bigger local newspapers are pushing away from going to local government meetings um, in favor of bigger stories, which is, is what people want. But going to these meetings, at least initially for a period of time, is is how you meet people, learn things, get people who will tell you stuff before it happens. Um, I think that's and that, that's the big part, you know, is, you know, I'm cringing here as, as you're saying that like, newspapers are pushing away from smaller local stories. When I do the, like the Crozet community advisory thing and I go to those as often as I can, you know, it's hard to cover from afar sometimes when I, I've, I've actually hired somebody to do these sometimes. And, but I don't get to read the body language and you don't see the side conversations between who are, sounds bad, but who are making the alliances to, to sort of, you know, forge on one particular path. So it's, there's a lot that can be done from afar, but I think that being there, it is not all of the meetings, but all of the meetings is, is critical. Mm-hmm. And so thank you on that for sure. sacrificing. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I enjoy it and it's, and it is a lot of that, that little stuff or the side comments that you wouldn't necessarily hear. I mean, at every level of meeting, um, that can turn into bigger things. Right. Um, and, and even just, showing these people that like you're going to be there and and there have been things like this is a not super exciting example um but i found it very exciting um that when they changed the um charlottesville albemarle convention and visitors bureau group right um they wanted to put elected officials back on the board which it had been gosh 20 years ago set up that way um they they had met for about a year outside of the public eye with like two board of supervisors members and two city councilors to try to figure out how they were going to do this. And then at one meeting one night, they were like, oh, we're going to send that letter to the CACVB. Um, are you all okay with it? Just like offhandedly right before the meeting was over. And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's weird. And I was writing something else about um, them getting a new contract with a new advertising group. And I was like, I should ask about what this letter is. So I asked the county clerk for the letter and it was a letter that was like we want to change your whole structure and I at that point had not heard anything about this and I knew that that some uh elected officials didn't really like what the organization was doing um but I why does this matter oh because um people make a big deal about transient occupancy tax which is technically what people are paying when they stay in a hotel um so it's Airbnb a conversation uh yes Airbnb is too um but it's it's not super well enforced in Airbnbs at this point in this area. Um, obviously the county just changed their policy for that. And um, the city has had a policy in place for a while that Airbnbs are supposed to be paying transient occupancy tax. But um, I mean, actually uh, I would assume they are, but I, I, I think there are some that get through the cracks right. a little. Um, uh, and uh, so, so that money, um, a percentage of it is going towards the Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is doing tourism for the area, which did the, the uh, original uh, civility campaign this past year and is now doing more to see um, with an apostrophe after the C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so it, 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 things, 
government moves slowly. So mm -hmm. that was all at the end of 2017 when that letter was sent. And the board structure didn't officially change until June. And I don't think people really cared until those advertising campaigns came out, which wouldn't have been as public had they um, not uh, changed the organization of the group. But um, so what you so say again, so what, what I'm hearing you say is that local journalists matter because you catch the, the little things that become bigger things that no one else is paying attention to. Correct. I mean, I would advocate that. Yes, that's, that, <laughs> <laughs> that is why I'm important. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 it's something that, you, you know, on my Twitter and wherever, whenever they have the opportunity, I talk about how important local journalism is because I don't have the time to care, frankly, to, to, to go to the 43 meetings a week that you go to. How many meetings do you go to a week? Instead of me hyperbolizing, mm, let's see. Um, so this week, I will have gone to, I think four. I would say, I would say. Oh, that's not much. No, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, how many local government meetings have you gone to this week? Well, you went to kind of one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, kind of one. Um, but that's because it, you know, it's it was, in the scheme of things, that was a, a meeting that I think is probably, in a lot of ways, worthless. But the relationships that are built and forged there in 18 months when they do something, those people who were there last week or this week will have more of a voice than those who weren't. Correct. You know, so I think it's, it's, I mean, going to these meetings is, it's, God, it's awful and it's boring and it's monotonous and dry, but it matters on a daily basis, the decisions and those, those things that happened. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I, in, in Crozet, the baseball, the lighted fields of the baseball. Oh, I've seen all your <laughs> tweets. <laughs> it, it it just bugs me to no end. But, I mean, it, and it's going to be fixed and whatever. But I went to that meeting and I ran into to Ann Malik. And I ran into somebody else on the, board, on the board of Peachtree. And it was just being there was more effective than, I mean, I, I do the tweets because it's fun. I like to sort of poke once in a while. But it's, it, that five-minute conversation I had with Ann Malik and with the Peachtree boards had more of an impact than nine tweets, you know. So it's it's easy, you know. We see this, you know. It's easy to like something on Facebook or tweet or whatever, but actually going and looking someone in the eye and having that amicable relationship, you know, is is far more important than anything you do online. I think. On that, how has social media changed journalism? Oh gosh, I will say. So we have a saying, and everyone will be really happy that I'm saying this in my newsroom because I get a little riled up sometimes about what people say on Twitter. But we have been saying Twitter is not real life because Twitter does not drive as much traffic for us as other social media does and as our newsletters do and as our website does. And I think, I mean, part of it is because... Um, so I have, what, 25, almost 2,600 followers, and some of those are people that I went to high school and college with. Right. So, I mean, the whole community isn't following us and isn't reading everything. And I think, I don't know how many followers the Daily Progress Twitter account has, but um, not, not a ton, a decent amount, I would guess. Um, but... For us, Twitter is not real life. Um, <laughs> and I will say, it... Honestly, I don't. I don't know how people did this job without the internet. Um, in general, um, Twitter. I think it's nice because you do kind of see some people's feelings. It's it's an easy way to to gauge a, a certain population of okay, what do you feel about this? Um, and like, do people actually care about this or not? Um, and in a sense, in a very broad like over. If if you're just 
throwing it out there. Right. Uh, obviously, people, most people on Twitter that follow me, I doubt care about what happens in like Earliesville or honestly, I actually, I do have people who are in Scottsville and a lot of people in Scottsville are very passionate about Scottsville. But I mean, the average person in Albemarle County doesn't really care about Scottsville. Um, mm-hmm. So if they, I was going to, they care about, they care about their, the four corners of their house. Yes. And their neighborhood maybe. Yes. And what and, happens in the trees behind them. And <laughs> what, you know, the, my question the other night in Crozet was these people are advocating for affordable housing. My question is, would you want it next door and would you advocate it for being next door? I didn't ask that question because it was not the forum to, to poke. But the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no, we don't want affordable housing next door. We, no, we don't want to pay more taxes. No, we don't want to do anything other than have our lives happy and pretty. Um, so the Daily Progress have 35,000 followers. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Which is pretty darn good. Yeah, that's great. That's like almost the whole city. <laughs> <laughs> and I try, I, mean, I try to, you know, I, on Twitter, I, I have a Charlottesville media feed that is or it's, it's a list that I curate that is a good way to listen and just if I hear a, you know, if I see a fire somewhere or actually I was on um, Pantops last week and I saw that they'd closed 20. I looked real quick. My assistant was driving, so I didn't drive and tweet. Um, but I, I looked and saw there was a, you know, I saw on my Charlottesville media feed there was a gas leak. Like that's the sort of thing, that, like listening to what's happening and breaking news is good. Yeah. But actually having dialogue, dear God, no. <laughs> Yeah, and it gets, and I will say it's hard to also over social media, especially to convey feelings. And I've, and and this is another reason we say Twitter is not real life because you you can't get a real point addressed on Twitter, um, especially if it's more lengthy or nuanced than however many characters we get now. Right. Um, but I will say, to your point, too, that honestly has been very helpful in terms of, okay, NBC 29 has this, or, oh, look, CBS 19 has a story about this. Like, should we do something on this? Should we wait? What, like, what's going on if it's something we don't have? Um, we are news partners with NBC 29. Um, really? So, yeah. And it's just, um, we kind of share information sometimes. We, we had done it with CBS 19 for a little bit when I first got here. Um, well, they're, they're the same now. Well, no, technically not. They're switching. Technically, so the owners of 29 have sold them to the f- former current tech. So it still hasn't all gone through yet, which is why it's confusing. So at the end of the day, the former 29 owners have so- sold 29 to the former owners of CBS 19 who have been bought by someone else. So it's all kind of just bumping along. I need a whiteboard yes. and like magic <laughs> markers. Yes. Okay. So anyway, y'all share information with with, with news partners. Yes. Um, and uh, obviously, we used to be partners with uh, Charlottesville Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which which was helpful. I mean, gosh, like I talk about this probably too much sometimes. I I'm, I of course I miss Sean Tubbs covering news stuff because we would split board of supervisors meetings so he would cover one thing and i would cover something else and i didn't have to write about topics right forever um and or into the night or into the weekend um uh because he would split it up um which was which was great um and and then that's not what their board wanted them to do anymore and right. so they aren't which is fine um things change uh and i we could probably use i wish i could do more long-form journalism but i just don't have a ton of time to do that um mm-hmm. i like to sleep um and eat and uh play with your cat yeah play with my cat um <laughs> go running uh go visit my friends <laughs> um i like to do other things besides journalism sometimes um so like i don't i don't 
I get why they want to do that. Um, and I think it's helpful to the community and to have to have a cohesive thing that you can, okay, how did this get to this point without having to read through 17 stories? When I'm writing this, when I'm tweeting the Crozet things, I found it, you know, I think you do it. But what, what, I'm not a journalist, but y'all do it, and I'll include me for this one topic. When I'm tweeting a meeting, I'll quickly Google my site or your, you know, whatever to throw context in of, Here's the thing they're talking about now. Here are two stories that Allison wrote three years ago to give context for those following along. Because people do follow along these these stories in real time because they can't go. Mm-hmm. And watching it, at least for me, watching a you know, it used to be more you know the the city council used to be more fun to watch on Channel Ten. Um, but I would watch that and it would just sort of drone on. Whereas if I'm checking in on Twitter, saying, "Oh, here's a thing. Here's a highlight, real quick." It makes it, it makes it more accessible I think mm-hmm. yeah and I think I think sharing that stuff is important and that's what I always kind of try to do especially if it, there's a thing that has been going on for so long and it's finally getting to the board of supervisors um I think it's important that people realize that oh no this didn't just come out of nowhere or here here's a great example of something that lasted I think a little longer than people thought it would when we you kind of hit on this before Airbnb in Albemarle right. County I think I wrote about 15 stories about it um, over a three-year period, and uh, uh, people still at the at the last board of supervisors meeting or the second last meeting had commented on stories and were like, "What? What is the county doing? Why are they doing this? Why didn't they get community input? They they spent two and a half years on this when they were supposed to spend not that long and like six months, yeah, yeah, and they they got a lot of community input, and I think um, I don't know if if it was all listened to. Um, but I also, I don't, I also don't know what emails they get or what private conversations they have. And I know a lot of people who don't live in homeowners associations were very concerned about, Mm -hmm. um, their houses or neighbors houses being turned into regular Airbnbs. Um, it sounds like there's a new movement that's forming in Crozet specifically about against these Airbnb regulations because they think it's going to destroy tourism in Crozet. Oh yeah. Cause you don't have any hotels out there. Right. So, I mean, I think that there's, but it's also one of the things that the conversation was started and had over the last three years. And it, it's, it's, it's hard for me because I do try to pay attention to stuff. And at least I, I usually know there is something happening. But I think it, it takes effort and work. And I wrote a story years ago that being a citizen takes sacrifice because you have to pay attention to this stuff. I mean, it, it's incumbent upon all of us to, to really at least try to know what's happening on mm-hmm. a day-to-day monthly basis <laughs> yeah or i mean weekly uh i mean our our website isn't isn't the greatest at like looking back at things no it's awful it is the worst <laughs> website in the world it, it's so painful it is awful to, to i i miss rss god i oh, miss yeah. rss or at least an email do you i mean do you i'm gonna i'm gonna take a tangent do y'all have a good email newsletter there well so i i need to get my newsletter going um yes, all the, you, you a, a bunch of the other reporters have newsletters and i don't because i i've been talking about it since february and i have the whole thing like laid out of what i want to do i just haven't set it up yet but we do have i don't know if there is a like weekly one um that like, just highlights every not everything but the top 10 stories from the week or whatever um but i know like Nolan has one for the city. Catherine has one for the schools. Ruth has one for UVA. Um, there is I have no idea. 
Yeah. Oh, that's where a lot of like our traffic comes from is. And then there's, there's one that comes out in the morning. There's one that comes out in like the afternoon around four 30 or five. And then sometimes I don't always agree with when we send breaking news emails because it's sometimes it's, um, stories that I don't like even my stories personally, I don't think are breaking news sometimes that they'll push through. But I think it's because we do get people who will click on those a lot, which is, is great too. And if that is how you're getting your news, like, and you like it and you're clicking on it. Great. Um, I subscribe to all of our newsletters and I delete a lot of them because I've already (laughs) read the stories and, or like I wrote this one. I don't need to read the email. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of newsletters. Um, you should subscribe. I think I will. <laughs> so. I, I do subscribe to Daily Progress because, and I've and I've said this publicly. I mean, it, because I value you and the work that your your colleagues do. It's you know, it's what ten bucks a month for the online. And I think I think it's actually a little less than that, but I, I, it's between it is, five and ten. Whatever it is, it's cheap for the for the return on investment that I get. Um, but I, I'll close with two questions. <clears throat> One is going to be what are what are two or three things that you wish people knew about the community? And two is, um, is it hard to keep your opinions out of what you what you write? Ooh, we'll answer the, the second one first. Um, I don't think it's that hard. Um, I think sometimes I personally have a hard time grasping some of the community's concerns about things. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm usually, I mean, I live in the city, so I cover a lot of the county stuff. So I'm, I'm not, it's not happening next door to me. And I don't know if I would feel differently about that. Um, and I think because I cover things and I hear kind of the same thing a couple times at a couple of different levels, I feel more comfortable with it than other people do or, or I know it's coming more um, in terms of people being against some developments. Um, and I and then I I on the other saying I put myself in the shoes of like okay if I didn't think anything was ever coming here in my life and it right. shows up one day, um you're like what the heck is this, um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that hard. Um, I think what I get more frustrated with is when people get up and say things that aren't factual, um at all, uh and try to use that to sway the board or supervisor's opinion or their community members' opinions. Um, and that's when I'm like, okay, like, you're, you're wrong. And right. I, I can explain why. <laughs> um, I'm not like disagreeing with you. You're just wrong. Right. Um, and I think sometimes that's harder for me to, um, to, to grapple with um, th- than my actual personal opinions about things. Because honestly, like a lot of it, doesn't really affect me in in the greater scheme of my life um obviously i live here it does affect me um for example i drive down rio road every day so traffic on rio road mildly affects me every day um but then when i come back at 8 30 p.m at night and there's no one out there i'm like okay this is great (laughs) um so uh it's 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 not that hard um okay uh and then two things two things um Oh gosh! Anything on the radar that that like a, a vote that's coming up that the board should besides the elections? Well, this is something um, I'll talk about this because I don't think anyone else is going to do anything drastic with this at this time. Um, but Albemarle County is changing their um, like building policy, and they've kind of done it slowly, um, where they change the parking lots so after hours 
Um, if somebody wants to park in Albemarle County's parking lot, they can't park in the higher lot or the middle lot. That's the one on McIntyre? Yeah. yeah. So they have the three lots. The largest one is where employees park during the day, and that's open to the public at night and on the weekends. Um, not overnight, but in the evening. Um, and some of it's security changes. Some of it's people like to um, protest in front of the county office building, um, and they park in the upper lot, like when there's meetings going on and stuff, and people can't find parking, and then they get upset that they can't find parking and go to meetings for their local government, and it's all a tizzy. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Um, but uh, uh, they are making additional changes to kind of that stuff and like the like building policy and, and who, who can kick people out of the building and, and what area is open to the public for first amendment things and what areas are not. Um, and I think that's important because that green space is one of the few green spaces that is a, in a very public place in, in the area. It's technically obviously in the city, but in a place where people from the County and or the city can come and, protest things right. whether it's this government or a different government um a higher level government uh not north korea <laughs> yeah not, not a different country's government uh but state or national government stuff um and uh they've they've told people that you you cannot be on this grass and i don't fully understand that um right. even still um so that's i think coming up at uh the next october meeting if i'm correct um in remembering or i would say i would guess in november if it doesn't come up then um uh but uh that is interesting if you care about um freedom yeah <laughs> and uh and, and free speech and uh and it, it is it, it is interesting to think about how i mean taxpayer dollars are how albemarle county has that building and to to say you you can't be on this grass like i i, I still those are questions i have about like what is the legality of that right. and um so that's coming up um that i really care about uh and people should mildly care about at least um what else is coming up that's going to be big? Obviously, I mean, a lot of growth in the development stuff. There's there's tons of applications. There's tons of stuff that doesn't even need to go to the Board of Supervisors or Planning Commission that people probably should Where can know people about. read about that? Like, not not like what you write in your, in your analysis, but can, if they, is there a place on the county site that they can say, oh, here are all the planning applications? So there is, um, and it's not a great, listing um but the county recently they only update this twice a year um but it has been updated fairly recently is their development dashboards and it's literally if you go to albemarle.org slash development dashboards i think it's with an s or it might be just no s development dashboard or boards um they have a, a a chart that you can kind of walk through and see what's what's coming by right without legislative approval and what's coming through the legislative approval stuff. Um, and they also have maps. So you can see, oh, okay, someone has applied for a site plan here, right. which is down the street from me. Or, oh, like this this business is is wants to rezone this land kind right. of a thing. Um, and I think though it's not updated daily or anything, if, if, if you are just getting into some of that stuff or you do want to pay more attention, that is a good place to kind of just generally look. A high-ish level view. Yeah. And, it, and I, I think the maps are cool and interesting yeah. and you can kind of see where stuff is happening um and yeah it's right, cool yeah growth right. yay growth politics 
Well, I'm going to say, Allison, uh, my, my last question is, so which board member do you like the most? Which do you like the least? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not recording, I promise. They um, are all humans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Allison Rabel with Daily Progress. Um, thank you so very much. Uh, you know, every time I talk to you, it's, I, I learn like 19 things. Um, and I'll put in, in the show notes the how to follow you, how to get your newsletter you're going you're gonna to start doing. You, and, yeah. um, you need to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Allison. Really, really. Thanks for having me, Jim. Thanks.